Seat yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J, host of Conscious Speaks. Today, we have an amazing audio healing experience to create with you today. Spirit-led all the way from Cuyahoga Falls, Ohio. Art Trentlaw is a universal law pro. That means he understands how the process of creation works. His book, Choose Again, You Are Far More Than You Have Come to Believe, is available on Amazon and through his website. We'll be giving out those addresses in a little bit so you can uh, go ahead and check out his work and find this amazing book that I got to read and spend time with. And uh, Art's intention for the show, uh, for the show to share with the world today, is to get the word out, to share with humanity how spirituality works and ultimately create speaking engagements and workshops where he can be of service, sharing this message to other human beings, to all who hear the call. Okay, let's take a big breath in and a slow exhale out. And let's all give a warm, conscious welcome to Mr. Art Drentla. Welcome, Art. Well, welcome. Thank you very much. It's an honor to be on your show. I'm so excited. I'm so excited to have you here with me. I have been uh, talking to people um, about some of the things that we're going to talk about in the show. So listeners, you're in for a great show today because um, everyone that I've talked to about Art um, said they're going to save the date on on their calendar to listen to his show. And they're really excited to hear about his teachings um, on the universal law and really excited to hear about um, an endeavor of the heart that he has a passion for um, this um, a statue of responsibility. So it's something I'm not sure if everyone's heard out um, heard about out there in the audience today. I had not heard about the statue of responsibility yet until I met Art. So um, I feel very, very blessed for the spirit led connection. We are truly a spirit led connection that found each other through Facebook Um, that awesome social media website that like minds can find each other and help connect. So, um, you know, I just wanted to say one more thing, that art is a universal law trainer. He helps you apply universal laws in simple and easy to understand terms so you can start thriving in life. So you can start thriving, right? And I think that's the, the blessing that we all would love to receive. Universal law could also be called the process of creation or the facts of life. One of his goals is to have his students exceed the teacher, which is a noble and honorable um, quest, right? We always want our students to be able to exceed and go further. That's how we carry and grow the knowledge. Uh, we will talk more about how you can work with art later in the show. And um, he wants you to know that you have the power inside of you to become a universal law pro. So um, first, let's talk about one of your passions, Art. There's so much that we could talk about. I know it's going to come up. We'll talk about you, and we'll talk about your book, um, Choose Again, You Are Far More Than You Come to Believe. But there's a passion and a project that's connected to it. Um, it's all circular. And, it, you know, the SOR, the Statue of Responsibility, it's a colossal monument to celebrate and promote the principle of responsibility. And I was wondering if you could break down responsibility you know, action of guilt or intentions of love, like you talk about in the book, the book, and um, explain that to the listeners out there. Sure. It, you, you need to think of it in two parts, response, ability. It's not really the guilt trip that everyone comes to think about. It's responsibility because every thought that we have has a response from the universal laws. And so when you use them correctly, because we have 60 to 70,000 thoughts a day, when you use the laws correctly, you can live a magnificent life. But when you are having troubles in your life, it's because you're not using the laws as they were meant to be used. Beautiful. Can you go a step further and tell the listeners out there what it means to use your thoughts um, responsibly? Yes. When When you're feeling happy, you are connected with your higher mind. When you're feeling any kind of pain or sadness or whatever, you're not acting through your higher mind and your ego at the same time as they were designed to do. You're acting almost through the ego all the time under those kinds of circumstances. 
So when we feel little bits of guilt and shame, these are not places that we're supposed to go and stay. They're just a reminder that says to us, we're off track, get back onto your higher consciousness. I like that a lot because I like how you said it's a reminder. When we think about, um, you know, being off track or when we're experiencing like um, when lightning strikes, when our, our perceived foundation starts to shake, that's that moment that you're talking about, right? Yes. Yeah, we're not supposed to stay in this paralyzed mode, you know. Right, right. And so I know that that um, has a lot to do with your teachings as well, and we'll start to talk about, uh, the, we'll talk about the teachings of your Universal Law Pro courses and classes a little bit later. Um, you know, what's wonderful is that, you know, the the. 30 years of experience that you have with studying spiritual laws and principles. Would you like to share with the audience some of your favorite wisdom teachers or some things that you've learned that really catapulted you into this awareness where you've become a wisdom teacher? Well, it started one day when I was listening to the radio and I heard Wayne Dyer on the radio. And I said to myself, uh, that's the kind of church I want to go to, something that teaches what he teaches. And so I found uh, Akron of Unity, and I went in there one day, and there was a lady minister, and I could immediately, when she started to talk, I could immediately start to get the feelings that I found my home. Mm -hmm. And at the end, they have a tradition where everyone joins a giant circle, and they sing the peace song. And I was uh, immediately emotional and knew that I had found uh, my home. So I started listening to what they were teaching, and I was led to more teachers along the way. Mm, I got spiritual chills when you said that you all, um, in a circle, grabbed hands and started to sing the peace song. It, it really reminds me of um, one of the, your um, dreams to um, facilitate for um a project that's going to be happening, you know, the grand opening for the Statue of Responsibility. Would you like to share about that now? Yes. Let, let me give a little background. Yeah. I was sitting in the Unity Church one day, and the minister was telling a story. And she was telling the story of a man that was a prisoner in a Nazi death camp. And one day he looked out, and in a crack in the concrete, he saw a flower growing. Mm. And he said to himself, if that flower can survive here, so can I. And so he started to study the behavior of the inmates and the guards. And when he came out, he wrote the book, Man's Search for Meaning. Yes. And that man was Viktor Frankl. Right. And Viktor Frankl wrote, the, wrote that book. And in there, he said that one of the things that we should do is to have a statue of responsibility that would be a companion to the Statue of Liberty, because freedom and responsibility cannot be separated one from the other. So we're in the process of making that dream come true. I had it all planned out in my mind. And one day I decided to start looking on the internet. And I found that, oh, somebody else is already involved in this. So I called, got in touch with them and got involved with the project that is now coming into fruition now. Mm. And there's a really, really beautiful story about how the sculptor knew that he had the right design. He had the carving that he had made, and Victor was no longer alive. So they decided to go over to Europe and present the statue to Victor's wife. And when they showed her the statue, and I still get a little emotional telling the story because mm -hmm. when she said, she got emotional and she said, you need to come with me. And they went into Victor Frankl's study, which was basically a library. And there was a little carved out area. And in that little hollow area was a statue, a hand carved statue of a man reaching to heaven. And, I, and she said, Victor would always say, where is the hand reaching down? And if you go on the internet and you look for the statue of responsibility, it is a hand reaching up and a hand reaching down. Yeah. And he knew at that moment 
that he had the perfect idea for the statue. It's so beautiful to me how the whole story works because he created that, uh, you know, statue without knowing that story. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a definite, you know, one of those, you can't make these things up when, the, when we try to show people out there that we are collective conscious, that we can feel each other when we're centered and balanced in our light and dark, when we are open to receive, we can work through frequencies. It's not just a sci-fi movie out there. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> that's right. And that's a lot to do with your universal law. I just wanted to take a quick second all the listeners out there, I just wanted to let you know that Viktor Frankl is, he was a psychiatrist. He's no longer with this, but his memoir um, riveted generations of readers with its description of life in Nazi death camps and its lessons for spiritual survival. And his story, really, when um, Art found it, liberated him to connect in the dots with his work and with all the other masters before that he studied of how you can, in moments, really flip the switch as we like to call it, from love to fear, switch your um, cellular makeup and how you're harnessing your energy. Would you like to explain a little bit more about how that works to the audience, Art? Yes. What a lot of us don't realize is there are two aspects to our being. There's a non-physical portion of us, also called, also known as the soul or your higher mind or your higher self. And that's the larger part of us which never dies, it's eternal. Mm. And well, not too many of us realize that in the beginning of, well, we do begin to understand it when we first come into our lives, but we don't have the words to express it at the time because we're still infants. And then there's a period where we don't, we sort of forget that and we act mainly through the ego. Mm -hmm. But the higher self is always ready to connect with you and the creator designed the ego and the higher mind to work in harmony. I love that you said that. I was just, I was over here in my little meditation, hum, um, to work in harmony. It's so imperative that we realize, and I, and I know that you agree, that we understand how to work with our light and our dark, the balancing of the yin and the yang, the positive and the negative. Everything, we, it doesn't work down here without those opposite forces. Um, fear you know, is a third-party intruder. Danger is very real, but fear and how we pr process it are very different things. If you look at the extreme measure to harness and switch that frequency to choose to not s to give in to fear, but to be love, even under such, um, you know, heinous, just awful experience, is a testament that we really do get to be on a spiritual journey down here where we're learning a lesson and we can learn how to be one with Creator. And, um, in that moment that, you know, he was, you know, when his family was gunned down in front of him, you know, and he wanted to be taken with them. And the the oh. Nazis wouldn't let him because he was too valuable because he knew six different languages, including German. And they said that they, they didn't, you know, they made they let him live. Right. You could think think about that well, and explain that to the audience. That was Wild Bill. Will you tell Wild Bill's story? Sure. Thank you. I first heard this story from my friend, Dr. Michael Rice. And his story was very intriguing to me because um, <clears throat> it was about a prisoner in a Nazi death camp, sort of like Viktor Frankl. But I'll backtrack a little bit more. When I got out of high school, I went into the uh, Navy and I, became an instructor in a simulated prisoner of war camp. Hmm. So we, I became an expert at doing interrogations and indoctrinations, similar to what would be experienced by our Navy personnel, God forbid they, have, they were captured in Vietnam. And I was amazed at how easy it was to brainwash people, even in a simulated situation. So when I heard this story and what he had done, I immediately wanted to do some research on it. And it goes back to World War II. And I'll give a brief portion, portion of the story here, but it goes back to World War II. And they were liberating a death, they were liberating the death camps at that time. This one was in Germany. And they came across this man 
and they gave him the name of Wild Bill Cody because he looked like Buffalo Bill mm -hmm. from the Old West. He had the long hair and a handlebar type mustache. And he would, he spoke seven languages and he would help the people tirelessly all day long, 16 hours a day in some cases, processing the paperwork to release the people. And the, the man that told this story said that one day while they were processing the paperwork, he said to Wild Bill, he said, you have to forgive these people because some of them have seen their families killed. And he said, Wild Bill paused. And the, the man that was telling the story said, these were the first, this was the first time that Wild Bill told them anything about himself. And he said in 1939, the Nazis came into his hometown in Poland and came down his street. And they lined everybody up against the wall, including his wife, two daughters, and three little boys. And they machine gunned them in front of him. Mm -hmm. And he said, I begged to die with them at that moment. He said, but they wouldn't let me because I spoke these languages and they wanted to use me. And he said, right then and there, he said, I had to make a decision whether I should hate these people for what they had just done. And he said, the decision was easy. He said, I had been a lawyer and I'd seen what hate can do to people. So I said, I'm going to love everybody I come in contact with the rest of my life whether it's a few hours or three years or whatever it ends up being. And so when they found him, he was in the pink of health in this camp and they couldn't believe it. They thought he had been there for only a few days, but he had been there since about, about six years. And he was loved by everybody in the camp. And it was because he made the decision to unconditionally love even somebody that had killed his family, that he was able to make this positive switch in his consciousness from love, from hate to love. It just, it makes me well up with tears. It, it's just so, it's, it's magical the way that he was able to switch that because the circumstances are not magical. They're completely the opposite and because of his prior knowledge, because of his being exposed to seeing what fear did, he was allowed to harness the, the, that moment and flip it. And I think that's why education is so important when we are faced with the atrocities. Um, if we don't know about the universal law, if we don't know that we could choose love over fear, if we don't know that we can forgive like God does, like Jesus does, like Buddha, like all the great wisdom teachers to become love, to really flip that switch to become and have a Christed mind that it's available for all of us. And the sooner that we all can harness this balancing of the opposites and, and, and really be this energy, we can flip the energy from fear to love here on planet earth. Um, and then we don't have to experience those atrocities anymore. Right? Exactly. What, what wild bill did was while everybody was else, everybody else was in third density thinking, which is fear-based, right. he switched to fifth density thinking, which is unconditional love. Right. And we are all capable of that. And we have all had moments when we are in fifth dimensional thinking. I agree. But we hear stories about, oh, we're supposed to hate this person, or you're supposed to not do that. And so we're influenced sometimes, and we go back into this third density thinking. But now that we've brought this to the consciousness of everyone, that there is this other way to, to live. And you can live in the fifth dimension, if you will. And there are much higher dimensions than that, which we right. go into at a later time. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. When we're talking about, you know, it comes to mind, when we're talking about third dimension density or, or fifth dimension um, thinking, can you explain to the listeners out there? I think sometimes when people hear dimension, third dimension, fifth dimension, what's all the dimensions, it can be a little confusing. Can you explain to the listeners what that means so they can understand? It's the vibrational state 
of consciousness that you are in, okay? The universe is not responding to our words. The universe is responding to the vibrational frequency that we put out. So when the famous song says, don't worry, be happy, mm -hmm. that's exactly right. You know, we think, oh, that's Pollyannish. <laughs> no, that's what happens. The most important law to understand in the process of creation is what you put out, you get back. So Wild Bill put out unconditional love to everybody he met, and that's what he got back from them. Right, right. <laughs> it's just so and, amazing. Know, it, it sounds very simple, right? Very. That's Well, it's got to be more complicated than that. No, it's not more complicated than that. Right. And what I hear is, you know, in these extreme circumstances with the right preparation, right, he, he had seen all this fear. He'd seen what it done to people. He was able to hold up what was happening in some way to other things at all you know, circum it's it just all of a sudden circumvented and bam, he was able to switch that in that, in that, you know, harshest, intense, like agitated moment. So, I, you know, sometimes I think what we're talking about, too, is that how comfortable we've all become um, in, in planet Earth, because things have been just, you know, we've been fed, like you said, third dimensional thinking. It's just we get in this rut and things are, you know, we're, we're providing for ourselves. We understand that we're creating a pretty good life, mostly is the way we want the the part that's not is every once in a while and it's usually on a cycle so we've learned that oh at this time of year this is when I'm moody or this is when mom passed away or this is when my divorce happened or this is when I lost my job we have those jolts on our circular calendar that we cycle around in our energy frequency but the truth is if we start to learn and educate which is what we'll be talking about a little bit later in the show with your universal pro law classes that once we start to open our minds to hearing this knowledge those things can happen quicker. And so if you stay with us, we're going to um, take a quick break and then we're going to come back and we're going to talk to Art some more about the universal law, about his classes, and really just open up more about um, frequencies and really about how we can balance the opposites and really learn to be love, not fear, and some other great things with the SOR project. Stay with us, everyone. This is Kelly J with Alternative Talk Radio, 1150 AM KKNW Conscious Speaks. And we'll be right back. Art Trent Law is a universal law trainer who will help you apply universal laws in simple and easy to understand terms so you can start thriving in life. Universal law is also sometimes called the process of creation or the facts of life. Universal law is the immutable process that every one of your thoughts is processed through. Your thoughts, when processed through universal law, actually create what you are experiencing. In Art Drentlaw's book, Choose Again, you are far more than you have come to believe. You will read the true story of how an inmate in a Nazi death camp by the name of Wild Bill Cody actually thrived. This book will stir your emotions and rejuvenate you by its magnificence, advance your own consciousness, and therefore even help advance world consciousness. You can buy, choose again, you are far more than you have come to believe at universallawpro.com slash books. Get your daily dose of variety. Alternative Talk, 1150. Welcome back, everyone, to Alternative Talk 1150 AM KKNW. This is Conscious Speaks, and we are live every Thursday with Kelly J. That's me. And if you are just joining the conversation, we are talking with Universal Law Pro, Art Drent Law. And his book is Choose Again. You are far more than you have come to believe. Um, we have a couple things that we wanted to announce. Stay with us at the end of the show. We're going to introduce a way for you to get a free copy of his book. And um, we're going to talk about a special uh, plan that... He has um, 
he has put together and we all can be a part of to help with love's vibration. But right now we're going to talk about how, you know, the universal law works and how you are already using it right now. Welcome back to the show, Art. Well, thank you. Glad to be back. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm excited about this, really excited, because I think a lot of times people don't realize that they're already using these processes, but they're on autopilot. Can you explain that? Yes. We don't know that these things are going on, but we are we are never not creating our experiences. We're always creating our experiences. And this has to do with the 60 to 70,000 thoughts we're having a day. And a lot of those thoughts go by unconsciously. They, they become a habit. So when we hear, well, we're not okay, that keeps repeating itself. And it, it actually makes indentations in our mind. And when we hear certain things enough, they actually form as illnesses in the body. But, you know, that's a little bit deep for right now. <laughs> we'll have you back on another time to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. We just need to be aware that our, our thoughts are being listened to, but listened to is not the exact right, felt and, re, and responded back to by the universe. Right. So the frequency that we're putting out is experienced by the creator, if you will, which is the, the overall law. And that, that experience is given back to you. And it is, it's not any more complicated than that. But we are creating in every minute. Right. So, We're powerful creators. You talked about that, too. Um, it was just something that came to my mind. And um, that we are, you, you said, do you, I want to explain to people how easy this is. Um, and I thought it really is easy, but we have to first kind of be open to the fact that it could be real. Don't you agree? Yes. You have to choose again. Yes. That's a line from A Course in Miracles. And that's where that came from. Right. Choose again. Once you know how these things work, you don't have to go through a long process to go from being angry, if you will, to being calm. Right. Because, you know that was that was exemplified in the story of Wild Bill. He saw his family killed in front of him, and within a few seconds, he decided, "I'm not going to hate these people. I'm going to love these people." Right. So he didn't have to go through, as so many others have gone through, years of hating somebody before they forgive them. Generations, centuries, right? Um, oh, mankind's oh, yes. been at war since <laughs> the beginning of time. And, um, and it, yeah, that's the most powerful lesson of this story. And that's why I want to see it made into a into a movie. Yes, because I can't imagine any worse circumstances than to be in a Nazi death camp and to to make the switch that he did in a few seconds like that. You know, he went from complete 3D thinking to complete 5D thinking, and he stayed there. He did not go back into the other lower forms of thinking, or he would have gotten back into that mode. No, you know? right. He had like what they call a white light experience. He literally just flipped his frequency. And and, and it's, it's such an amazing experience, and it can happen that way, or it can happen slowly with practice. Obviously, he was in extreme measures, extreme pain. And those and when you when you think about it, a lot of time when people are doing transformational work, we've come to a precipice of pain and we've decided we don't want to be in fear or feel pain anymore. We just don't know how to how to flip that switch. And that's why wisdom teachers like you and, you know, other guests that I've had on the show and many of many out there, we're all coming out into the light. There's so many courses and classes. You've mentioned a lot of the in your book, um, Choose Again, you are far more than you've come to believe. In the end, you acknowledge and and you've wrote down beautifully almost every master or teacher that you've written from. And I, I thought that was beautiful when I read that to honor our upline to those who come before. And while Bill is one of those who come before, um, yes, he is. He's one of those teachers. And so now his story's coming to light now. And I do see a movie and I do see all of the wonderful things um, that are going to come from his pain and his resurrection in that moment. Because to me, that's what literally what it was, a resurrection. And, um, and, and you can teach that in your class. Will you tell 
um, the listeners out there where they can find um, your class, uh, how they find you to work with you and what your classes are like? Yes, it's universallawpro.com. And you can find us on the, you can find me on the internet. And I said, what was the second part of your question? I'm sorry. Well, I'm going to ask you to talk to them about your classes. But I wanted to also just say really quick, um, Art's name is spelled A-R-T. And then his last name is Drentlaw, D-R-E-N-T-L-A-U. And his book, you can find it on Amazon or at his website, universallawpro.com. And if you could tell the students out there, maybe give them a little idea of what it's like to work with you and and what they'd experience um, with the coursework. Well, first of all, we go over to we go over the basics, uh, sort of like we're doing right now, to get a feel for where somebody is at, and then I can determine from listening to their story and where they're at mm-hmm. where to start with them. But the most important thing is what we started our show with today, and that is to let people know who they really are. Right. As an example, uh, if I had heard what I'm about to repeat 30-some years ago, then maybe it wouldn't have taken me that long to, to get to my aha moment right. and shrink everything down to being able to switch from negative thoughts to positive thoughts in a, in a fraction of a second, so to speak. Yes. And you know what I'm thinking of, too, is that I love how you said that we could switch from negative to positive thoughts in a fraction of a second. I know that that's part of the journey. It's not that it happens overnight. Those instances do happen. We're talking about some of them. Um, But when we're starting this workout, we learn to shorten the time, the response time, right? Yes. In real time. And and that can also be... Uh, shortened by working with someone and being in positive fields of energy. And that was also something that happened in the case of Wild Bill's situation. People could feel his positive energy. Mm. When they found Wild Bill, They the people that found him, the soldiers, felt his positive energy because he had his frequency so high. Right. And this was the same thing that they said about other leaders like Jesus. Right. You wanted to be in his presence because you're, you could touch the hem of his garment, as they said, and his energy would then translate and transform to you. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I, I love that. I love that idea because we really are energy and we really are this vibration that we can hone or tune. We can tune our own frequency, our own personal song, our universe, right? We all come with our yes. own personal song. And that's what this work does. You know, in, in your book, you said, I dedicate this book to you, the reader. Be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Choose again. You are far more than you have come to believe. Allow yourself to experience the magnificence of who you really are. You know, it's so amazing that this is a gift that you can give to anyone who wants to work with you, that we can give to anyone that we're around once we've done the work um, because it's something we give out in our energy. I think we've come to a point in life where people are really starting to harness and believe like we are energy, right? We are our thoughts. What are they? How can we get around them? And that's what your classes is offering for teachers out there. I wanted to say yeah. one, I wanted to say one more thing about your class that I hope the listeners out there listen to. And this really excited me because what I heard Art say is he meets you where you are. When The first thing you're going to do is have a conversation. He's listening to where your energy, frequent song, what it's telling you through your words and through the feeling. And that's where you start. And I think that's a really cool place um, to be guided through your work. So if you trust, if you hear something in his work or his voice, you read the book later and you think, I want to work with Art, that's your cue uh, to reach out and, and to really go, you know, it's my time. It's my turn to believe I, I'm much more than my thoughts. And uh, I mean, is there a special message that's on your heart that you want to, to relay to the audience or, you know, out to the to this creation of this journey you're on, you know, finding Viktor Frankl, finding the SOR and Wild Bill, you know, um, with their mentors uh, that you talked about? I, I want to especially reach out to those people who, like me, 
kick themselves down the street numerous times. And uh, like I did, I thought I was a complete failure through until I got into the military. And it didn't need to be that way. And it doesn't need to be that way. We don't need to learn through fear. We can decide to learn through love. And that's another big point. But the other thing is, if you've learned through fear and you're finally getting it, don't go back into condemning yourself because it took so long for you to get there. <laughs> right. I agree. I agree. Right. Um, I know for me, I was 43 when I really got that big switch. And so you know, I always say you're never too late to change the way you feel about yourself. Or as, as we're talking about today, to change the frequency that you're creating your life through, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the major thing when I introduce this to everybody is to let everybody know that there is this other dimension that you can switch to on a dime. And you've been there before. Uh, one of the indications that, one of the reasons that we all love to hold a newborn child is our higher self is coming through at that moment, and our higher self is overriding the ego mm -hmm. and letting us know that this is the connection to God right here right. through this little child. You can connect right back to your higher self through that little infant. Right. You know, it makes me think of something you wrote and um, you said uh, in biblical terms, Wild Bill experienced the ultimate epiphany, his own his own divinity, oneness with God. And I think that that, you know, source energy. And that's what we're feeling when we hold that newborn baby. Right. First coming into the world. Can you please, yes. can you explain to the listeners um, what you, how you feel, um, you know, what source energy is? Wow. Mm hmm. <laughs> <laughs> there, this is one of those things where they say, okay, words cannot explain it, yes, right? Right. You, you have to think of the most exhilarating experiences you've ever had in your life. And those people that are uh, acting and living out of higher dimensions than fifth dimensional being feel that on an almost constant basis and this is the way that our whole human experience is shifting it may not look like it out there right now in the universe and in the world but there is a spiritual speed up that is taking place and pretty soon more of us will be working in the fifth dimension more often than not yeah. <laughs> and moving to higher dimensions I hope that gave you a good answer. And it just it just sparked my source energy strands. I'm I'm buzzing over here. <laughs> my hands yes. in the air. I was like, oh yes. Um it's interesting because when we've experienced this connection, when we are connecting to source energy, when it's something that's a part of our everyday life, we we the magnificence of it is beyond a place ca called belief. You know, I it's, I talk about that a lot. Get here, it's a place beyond belief. And I think if we could just, you know, kind of tell the listeners out there that, you know, there's there's a hundred percent way to be there. And if we're behind that, even, you know, 10 percent, 13 percent, you know, we get we get caught in the middle of everyday life and we think this is good enough. And then the, we're waiting. We know the down moment's going to come and we get used to that cycle. And so yes. what, what we're trying to say is that this work can help you break that cycle and without shame, because nothing's wrong. We just have to learn a different way to look at it. Right. Exactly. I get. I guess the best description I ever heard of what it is, is if you can recall, and you have to be, well, if you can recall the best orgasm you ever had in your life, <laughs> that is supposed to be how you feel all the time. And that is an opportunity open to us. You just, you just blew my mind. I wasn't ready for that, but I agree. We, Benny's <laughs> over here high-fiving too. We agree. <laughs> doesn't like that or doesn't want it <laughs> right that's, i'm on board i just got spiritual chills i'm like <laughs> yes right it's the the source energy you know and and this is going to sound a little bit odd but i've heard it say in spiritual terms that that when we are in those moments of ecstasy with our other 
that that's really the time that together we get to experience that source energy so that, you know, with God, that's what we seek is that, that, uh, that, that's that's, exactly what it is. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for putting, apparently I haven't used those words in a while and I'm stumbling. So thank you. (laughs) 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 I need to go experience some of that source energy. Um, you know, life is so good and it's just, you know, when we are participating with others, that's what it makes me think about, you know, it's not, nothing happens for an accident. And so you bring up that, that, you know, orgasmic, you know, connection to source, to that, to your other, to your, to your, your intended, the person that you give your heart and soul to. And when you make the right choices, when you're in the right frequency, or if you're in a frequency where you're working with your partner to always hone these energies, you get to have the most amazing relationships, right? That's what it really is about. Yes. And we, one of the things I'll give you a quick, when we ran the simulated prisoner of war camp to end the, what we called the problem, we had all these students believing that they were now going to bow to the communist flag. And uh, I would be giving this speech and I would make them all bow to what they thought was going to be the raising of the communist flag. But then Instead of raising the communist flag, we played the national anthem and raised the American flag. And there was never a dry eye in the house. All the students were moved to tears, and even the instructors that had gone through this numerous times were moved to tears because we knew that we lived in a nation of freedom. What comes to me responsibility and responsibility. And what comes to me when I hear that too, you know, is that really when you were, because you could think you were. You you enter the navy, the air force, and then you're trained. Was it the air force? Most, no, it was the, the navy. navy. I'm sorry, I had it right. The navy, and then you are put into this role to become really like playing a part, which we're all the world is a stage, and we're merely players, right? So your yes. part, your part within a part was to take on this person, and you really got to experience what the fear was driving this whole yes. generation there. So I could see that as a part of your spiritual speed up. Yeah, you go you go through the class yourself first, and the instructors who are playing the bad guys know that you are going to be soon with them, so they give you the extra razzmatazz that they don't give the normal students. Right. And then you get the opportunity to become one of the instructors. You're not forced into doing it because they have other things that you can do. Right. But I got into it and uh, became excellent at giving what we called indoctrinations and hate speeches. The hate speeches that we were, that we were given were, uh, were, were reminiscent of what Hitler did to brainwash millions of people. Right. And that's why, and that's when it came to me. And that's another reason I wanted to study, study the spiritual laws is because I wanted to figure out why this was and how to reverse this process. How we can reverse it. It's my it's my 100 percent guarantee. I mean, I'm working to help flip the frequency from love to fear on planet Earth. So are you. So are many other light workers and, and healers and just people of faith out there, all of us working for love. And, you know, I, and, and our journeys help define us. Our journeys are the destination. They really preen us for these awakenings. So this is like, again, where we don't shame our past. We don't shame our fear. We don't shame what's hurting us. We look at it with love so we could flip that frequency. And, you know, a lot of that happens. And that reminds me of the golden rule, right? So it's, um, we can only treat another the way that we treat ourselves. And, and who we are is how we are loving ourselves. Wouldn't you agree, Art? Yeah, the, the, the golden rule bothered me because if you are, you know, love one another or be something to somebody else as you would treat yourself, right? Right. Well, if you don't, if you don't treat yourself well, you can't treat anybody else well. Yes. And this is another part of spiritual law. If you don't love yourself, you can't teach anybody else or you to love themselves. And by the way, you can't teach anybody anything. Exactly. The other person has to decide they want to change. I think this is an important thing that you brought up, too. It's because I think that with all of the indoctrination out there, with all of the conditioned mind, with all the fear, people think if they do this work, someone's going to make them change. And the truth is, we're, we're just guides. Um, people will only uh, allow themselves to go where they want to go or where they feel they're ready to go, right? Yes. 
who we but something something happens because your higher self knows when i'm giving out this information your higher self is saying to you yeah yeah this is it this is it <laughs> but if you but if you're still if you want to still stay stuck in your ego that's what's going to happen but yeah. that's okay too kind of like buyer's it, remorse right <laughs> it'll all come out in the end yeah, you, you can come back and try again and you can come back and try again or you can get it in this lifetime. I agree. I agree. You know, when we talk about the higher self, when we talk about coming back and trying again, when we talk about, you know, going a step further with the golden rules, um, it really makes me think about this one percent frequency that you say can help flip the, the um, from love to fear on planet Earth. Will you tell us about that and your dream? Yes. Uh, this relates to the statue of responsibility. It, ca it came to me that we need to form a human chain to connect the two. The statue of responsibility is going to be on the West Coast. We don't know exactly where yet. We hope we know where it's going to be, but it's not settled in, in uh, cement yet. But I envision that we're going to connect the two with a human chain of people arm in arm, and we're going to follow historic routes across the entire United States to link up the two. And we'll need at least 6 million people to do that. And I'm confident that there'll be a lot more than that because there'll be people that want to come and connect to that line from other portions of the country. I, I think there'll be a group that, that comes across the Canadian border, and there'll be a group that comes across the Mexican border to connect them. And I also have envisioned that for each physical person on that line, there will be at least six non-physical beings above the line for each person on the line. So your, your past relatives will be above the line. Your spiritual guides will be above the line. And once we get at least 1%, which the 6 million people will do to form that line, there will be a dramatic shift in world consciousness, like when the Berlin Wall came down. Mm, beautiful. I just, I envisioned, I was seeing everyone above and below, and right, isn't that once as above, so below? And exactly. So that's just a beautiful, beautiful dream. And I, I know me, Kelly Wright, Conscious Speaks, our self-love community, everyone I've been talking about, and I tell them about your message about the human chain across, you know, the continent, on this day to symbolize the statue of responsibility and all of our response to ability to change the frequency from fear to love, everyone gets excited. They want to know about it. They're all um, really waiting to figure out how to be a part. So I see your dream coming true. I see it being a, a, a real thing out there. All of the listeners, we can make a change on planet Earth. It starts deep inside. Once we change the way we feel about ourselves, we change our immediate surroundings we create the world from the inside out that's what the universal law is telling us that's what art creates and um, I hope that if anyone out there feels the connection to him in his studies that you reach out to him you can go to www.universallawpro.com you can find his book choose again you are far more than you've come to believe at amazon.com or his website and, you know, is there anything else that you can think of on your heart that you'd like to say to listeners out there before we get ready to, you know, to close the show for today? Yeah, two quick things. We're planning to have the dedication of the statue on a 4th of July. We don't know what year yet, but the four, on, a, on a 4th of July, which I can't think of a better time of the year. The second thing is that if anybody uh, sends me an email today and references your program, I will send them a free Word doc version of the book. And it, my email address is my last name, D-R-E-N-T-L-A-U, at sbcglobal.net. Mm -hmm. So if you send me an email and reference this show, I'll send you a copy of the book. That is a beautiful gift. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today, Art. I'll look forward to to sharing another show with you um, someday. There are some things you brought up that I can't wait to talk about more later to the listeners. But um, bless you, bless you, and, and many blessings on your, um, your work, your dream, and connecting further to help us all change the frequency from love to fear on planet Earth. Well, it's, been, it's been an honor and a privilege to be with you today. Oh, thank you so much. 
Okay, everybody, I'm so blessed again to share time and space with everyone who tuned in and late listening through podcast. Thank you, Alternative Talk Radio, 1150 KKNW. Thank you, Benny, for producing and engineering the show today. Don Avery and Larry Mitchell for permission to share rapidly approaching ecstasy on our shows. You can find their CD on Amazon or at donavery.com. Remember, everyone, love wins when we choose love. And that's a circle, everyone. Love and namaste. Kelly J. for joining us today at Conscious Speaks Radio, a place where we come together each week to discuss the mysteries of life, the light and the dark, the sweet and the salty, the divine mysteries of being human, a place where we mentally hold hands, naturally gravitating to each other through the cosmic airwaves of space and time, knowing like bees to honey and goodness, this is a place to take comfort in the knowing that it is from and through each other that we grow in our greatest leaps and bounds. Trent Law is a universal law trainer who will help you apply universal laws in simple and easy to understand terms so you can start thriving in life. Universal law is also sometimes called the process of creation or the facts of life. Universal law is the immutable process that every one of your thoughts is processed through. Your thoughts, when processed through universal law, actually create what you are experiencing. In Art Drentlaw's book, Choose Again, you are far more than you have come to believe. You will read the true story of how an inmate in a Nazi death camp by the name of Wild Bill Cody actually thrived. This book will stir your emotions and rejuvenate you by its magnificence, advance your own consciousness, and therefore even help advance world consciousness. You can buy, choose again, you are far more than you have come to believe at universallawpro.com slash books.